Hello and welcome to Explore Your Core. I'm the host Elise and on this podcast we delve inwards to explore ideas around creativity, curiosity and the mind. Today I'm joined with Mara Radford, a brand made by Mars where she makes plant-based vegan skincare and wellness products. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have a chat with you. Yeah, me too. I think I've been yeah, always in awe of, of what you do. You're someone who seems to follow their passion in terms of having an amazing dance career as well as your own business like Made by Mars. And I think I really love what you stand for in here, like with the podcast Explore Your Core. I'm really fascinated in different areas around finding yourself and like being yourself and, and finding that way of finding happiness and resilience and courage within and I think you're a beautiful example of that so I'm very excited to talk to you. Oh thank you, you're so gorgeous. <laughs> I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about Made by Mars, like how that came about and I guess how you found that balance between having a business and also sticking to your own values around wellness and, and health. Yeah definitely. So Made by Mars, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a natural skincare and wellness brand. And um, I started that in lockdown of 2020 when obviously we weren't working. I'd just finished studying, so I had nothing but time on my hands. And as much as, like, you know, I know it's so important to have rest, I'm also someone who feels like I need purpose in my days to feel Mm. good and to feel like myself. So it just started by me putting a post out on Instagram being like, hey, friends, like, does anyone want me to create a personalized product for you? And it just popped off like straight away. It was like I was working full time creating products for people and that could range from a skin serum to a massage oil to a headache balm, like all these different things. And over time, it just very naturally progressed into being like, oh, wow, this is actually a business. Like, I need to register. I need to get branding done. You know, I have to find packaging. And, yeah, so it's just been like a very natural journey. And I've tried to keep that really in line with my values of caring for the earth as well as our bodies. So I try to make as many sustainable choices as I can. I try really hard to infuse my skincare options, especially with this message of you don't need it you don't need I never to want anyone to get real like because they aren't enough everybody just as they are now so if they want to buy my products it's because it's a nice self-care you ritual rather than like as well and you need to change your appearance do you know what I mean yeah and I think that is so important like I definitely find that tricky between messages of like wellness and then that business because you're like cool like, I, you know, that's all, like, wellness-focused and I love that, but it's also, like, you're now pushing 50% off or you need to buy it or, like, the underlying message of, oh, I'm saying you're beautiful but you're not because you need to buy this product and yes. disparity between them. It's, like, I care, say, I care for authenticity and wellness but it's, like, here's my sales and, like, promoting and, and really forcing it out there. It's, like, where do you draw the line between what your intentions are and what you're passionate about and then I guess getting stuck in that business world of making money and it's it's sad to see that happen so often. Yeah, absolutely and you can see it. There's so many amazing brands out there and I'm sure all those creams and everything are so good for you but they know that by, I don't know, talking about those insecurities and feeding off that, that they can make an easy buck and although it is a point where, you know, if someone is insecure about, you know, let's say stretch marks or something, and you can easily go, oh, well, this is going to work on reducing the appearance of your stretch marks. And 
you could easily get that sale, but I just don't believe in making someone feel that, you know, that they have to change that. Like that they are so natural and I want people to feel okay with them. And then if they decide to, you know, to purchase my products, I just hope that it adds value to them and it doesn't doesn't add to those insecurities. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. I think what I really like what you've drawn is like that self-love. It's like it's really nice to treat yourself to a perfume or a massage oil. And like it feels good. Like it makes you feel good and it's nice to not be dependent on it and be like, well, I'm not beautiful unless I have this. And that's why I think yeah. as well I try – like I don't get my um, nails or eyelashes done because it's like I don't want to feel like naked without them. Like yes. my nails are my nails, my lashes are my lashes. Like I shouldn't ever feel like they're too small or short just as them being how they are absolutely and I'm such a believer in like we were created exactly how we were meant to be absolutely and like we are also genetically different and diverse I think we should be celebrating that rather than trying to go and merge into the one identity or or model or like look like realizing yeah yeah, there's something so beautiful that we are all slightly genetically different and our environment impacted us in different ways that we should kind of ignite with that yeah absolutely I heard this quote and I was like oh that struck a chord and it was saying you're better to be a first-rate version of yourself rather than a second-rate version of someone else Mm, I love that yeah I thought that was so true (laughs) that is so true and I think yeah it's a really beautiful movement that's kind of happening with people coming out and, and accepting their bodies which I think is a massive thing like I don't see why it it's just so unfortunate how hard it has been. Like I've had my own body insecurities and, and issues for for years and it's yeah. unfortunate to see it being so closed off in the past. Like it's beautiful that movement's coming through, but it's a lot that women of all ages, all genders, like everyone, I guess, yeah. is struggling with. And it's, um, yeah, beautiful that authenticity and those vulnerabilities are coming out, but I guess it should never have been that way. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. We're in this place now of unconditioning and unpacking all those things Mm. and acknowledging sometimes that our own thoughts are not actually, they haven't stemmed from us. They're just a conditioned conditioned message that we've gotten from the media or society about how we should be. So it's about acknowledging when. Do, Do I truly believe that this is how I should look or act or be? Or is this just something that's being pushed on me? Mm, so true and do you have any tips or ways about self-love positive self-talk yeah I mean oh my god positive self-talk is so so important if um Mm. you know I I've struggled a lot since my teen years with the concept of self-esteem and self-love and self-acceptance and I feel like my journey it's like sort of been in stages like when I was in high school I refused to believe that I wasn't happy, that I wasn't confident, that I didn't love myself. I was like, no, just like put on a smile and be bubbly and everything's going to be okay. And I sort of rejected, you know, the messages that were popping up because when you have those like low moments and feelings of anxiety or depression or any of those heavier emotions, like they are messages from your body and mind that there's a gap somewhere and you need to make a change somewhere in your life that is more in line with who you are and what's going to help you get to you know, you're fulfilling your life path. And I rejected all of those feelings and refused to believe them. So I think that added, it just kept building. And then when I went through my first heartbreak, it was just an absolute reflection of everything I needed to work on in myself. So I just, I crashed and (laughs) I had to realize all these points of 
self-neglect and where I, things I didn't love about myself and ways of accepting those things. And that period of my life was very much building myself up. It was whenever I was met in my head with a thought of lacking or not being good enough or not being lovable, I just had to immediately train myself to come back with, no, I am enough, I am loved, these are my good qualities. And I really believe that positive self-talk, it's not, you're not just positive or negative, you know, like people always go, oh, you're such a positive person and I try to be definitely, but it's not that I just am, it's that you, you work to be that way. And so if you're someone who struggles with um, having a lot of negative self-talk, just know you can really change that. Um, I like to think of it as like, you know, for every negative thought you have, give yourself three positive ones immediately after and just like rebut that. Just remind yourself that that first part isn't true. And eventually you just naturally do it. Like most of the time now it's habitual rather than a practice, which I found has like really, really helped. Because the voice we have in our head, it dictates how we live our entire life. So it's definitely yeah. important to make sure that, you know, your home inside your head is a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I feel like that part of my self-love journey, it was all about building myself up, reminding myself of the good qualities and the light that I can bring to the earth. And then it got to a point where I started to see my humanness and I got to see the raw, unrefined parts of myself that I didn't like, that were harder to accept, that, you know, emotions like anger and things like that you don't want to be an angry person you don't want to experience them but they're part of being human and part of being human is also making mistakes and sometimes saying things we don't mean so when I had to see that part of myself that wasn't all I couldn't just tell myself no but I'm great I'm good I had to go okay that was quite ugly of me or you know I need to change in this way or whatever it is and by seeing that and accepting that I think that is a huge part of unconditional self-love is you have to accept the bad with the good because that's what makes us human and that's how, you know, that's how we're going to be able to move through life with that sense of contentness no matter what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing as well, like I love um, having that kind of positive mindset but it's important to not just be like, well, everything's okay. Like say you did mess up or you hurt someone you can't be like oh it's fine it's all good like that you know you can't just blow that off it's like all right actually maybe did something that hurt someone I'm gonna you know take the right actions or apologize or reflect on it you can't sugarcoat everything but I think that's where habits come in as well which makes them massive I think that's like to me it's been life-changing those habits because it took a long time to kind of practice like good self-talk or like eating well or living well. Like those things are really conscious and hard work and it took me a while to get there. But yes. now that the habits, it's changed how I live my life and it's a lot more effortless. Like just those small choices of, walk, you know, waking up and going for a walk or like putting, say, like some oils on before bed and like getting some sleep. Those things are now a lot easier to do but have such a big influence because I do them every day. Absolutely, yeah, and that's it. Like, it takes a bit of effort at the beginning to change your habits and to make those little efforts, but eventually they just, yeah, they form into your everyday and are a part of you and a part of like your self care. And I think, yeah, that is so important. I found that as well. Like, those little moments in the morning of, I love to like sit my feet on the earth and just practice gratitude and things like that. And I feel like that 
also feeds into that self-confidence because they're strengthening who you are and what makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, and it, and habits as well. Like you can wake up and tell yourself every morning that you hate yourself and that becomes like a habit. It's quite like you don't have to think about it. But if you go through that like adjustment period of like really rewiring that and being like I love myself, it's it will eventually be just as easy. Wake up, I love myself. And yeah, like that's absolutely. so beautiful to see that that can happen. Yeah, and even I know that um, affirmations can be <laughs> sometimes you can feel a bit silly doing them because you might be staring at yourself in the mirror and we're told to go, you know, I am beautiful, I am strong. And you can feel like you're absolutely lying to yourself if you don't believe them. So I think while saying those things is good because, you know, your subconscious brain doesn't have a sense of humor. It doesn't know whether you're lying, being sarcastic. It just whatever you tell yourself, it goes, okay, well, that's the truth. So by saying those things, you are, you know, prepping your brain to believe them in the future, but also by affirmations, saying things that you actually truly believe. So even if you don't think like, you know, I am confident, I'm a good communicator, you might think to yourself, okay, I might not be great at speaking right now, but I'm a good listener. I can make other people feel heard. And just by like rephrasing those things into a way that you truly believe, like it feels warm, you can feel the difference in your body and I feel like you're changing the frequency and you can do that every day and it makes such a difference to your sense of self. Yeah, and I think it brings that consciousness as well to that idea. Like if you're saying that I'm a loving person, it kind of almost reminds you as well and then you can start to have that come out in your life. Like, oh, yeah, I shouted someone coffee, I gave someone a hug, I said hello. Like you can then consciously start to build that so you're not having that disparity between I'm saying I'm a loving person but then – I don't act that way. It's like, well, you can consciously, I guess, choose to make that belief a little bit more real so it isn't so different. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point as well, like doing those efforts. Like if you I, – I like to journal a lot. Do you, do you journal much? I do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big journaler. And so when I do go through those parts where I feel there is a disparity between who I want myself to be versus how I feel about myself right now, you know, it might be that like I'm a kind person. I'm like, okay, well, what are some ways that I can actively be kind right now? And yeah, it can be as small as like shouting someone coffee or sending your friend a message that says I love you or you're doing great or a a bigger scheme like making a donation or, you know, doing things like that. I think acknowledging those areas where you can make a difference and be more who you actually want to be, like that's totally within your power to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, it's yeah, one thing to say like think positively or like write positively. It's another to really reflect on I think what's really beautiful about that is you get to like with journaling and, and that mindfulness is that you get to reflect on those qualities of how you're living life and what values you have and then you're able to act like actively change them. So it's not just reading some affirmations or reading books. It's like it allows the opportunity for you to have that reflection. And you were talking about having that heartache and how that brought up a lot for you I feel like I'm the same I'm actually just writing a little article at the moment about like what my meltdowns have taught me because I feel like every now and then (laughs) I have these like meltdowns but they're so valuable for me it's usually that I'm I'm burnt out in one way or another I'm say in a job that I'm not liking and it's like I had this meltdown I realized no I'm quitting like that's not for me or I'm doing something that's not in line with my values or I need to reassess and I have these kind of moments that make me stop like it literally makes me stop and like allows me to kind of reassess where I am and I think that's so important I think pain 
is important because it allows you to realise what's going on and reassess. If it's all just smooth floating and, and positive, you never get to reflect on things. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I feel like my meltdowns and breakdowns, they have been such an integral part of who I am today. And, you know, having strength, having resilience, all those things um, that haven't necessarily come from the happiest, most joyous parts have come from when I've been down in the dumps and had to navigate my way through that. Like, it sounds so bad, but like, whenever someone close to me is like going through a breakup like in my mind I'm like I'm so excited for you because this next part you're going to evolve so much and I get so excited <laughs> but it's so true I mean sometimes people can yeah get stuck and dwell and it, it just is a painful time for a painful time like it's oh, just it's, you get stuck in it and it goes for a lot longer and it's just painful but I think a lot of that pain when you do sit with it from anything happening that's why I've kind of been really enjoying traveling going to the unknown is not all smooth sailing like yes I get to see some incredible like sunsets and hikes but it's also like I'm throwing myself in the deep end but I know that that growth is going to come and all these realize I've been having so many realizations because I've been thrown in that that deep end and that pain and that unknown and that uncomfortability yeah yeah and that's where that growth happens so it's a, a beautiful thing when you have I guess the right mindset of being able to get through it because you do grow as a person but I think it's where do you draw the line between getting stuck in it for too long and and moving on yeah that's it I feel like um sometimes you can go through shit for the sake of going through shit or you can go through shit and find meaning and I think that is definitely a way of helping yourself in your journey is I, I think sometimes that um phrase of everything happens for a reason can be quite triggering for some people because it doesn't always seem to make sense. But I definitely feel like mm. you can find meaning and growth in everything. Yeah, that's so true. That is a really tricky phrase because I, I love that. Like I love thinking that things happen on purpose and that, like that kind of nice feeling. But it's also like when something shit happens, it's like that's really not reassuring. And there's a lot of bad, unfortunate things that are happening in the world, like the floods, it's like like what's the reason behind that like I, I can't yeah see it good it's just really unfortunate and it's going to hopefully build a community back together and restore the place but I don't see any good in that yeah it is really hard I mean you know with with the floods in particular like all I'm seeing is like the communities pulling together and how beautiful that is but you see like so much loss and you're like does it equate do mm. we have to learn the lesson that way mm. that's but, so true. Um, but, yeah, that's why I think it is, like, you know, I wouldn't say in that instance, like, you know, it had to happen, you know, that was part of the divine journey, but you go, but they found meaning in it and there's still beauty in the small in the small ways and although it's a terrible thing that happened, you can still hopefully try to see a little good snippet somewhere. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. It's, like, things are going to happen that are completely out of your control and it's just about what consciously can you choose to do in this scenario, like, say, yeah, something externally happens. It's like, all right, this this has happened and it's shit. But how can yet yeah, we build a community? How can we get through this together? How can I be okay in this moment when everything around me doesn't seem to be? Absolutely. And again, I think tying that back into self-love and stuff is that idea of being content no matter what happens around you. I really believe that that stems from a solid sense of self-love and acceptance because if you're someone who is feeling super insecure and not sure of themselves then your whole world is going to feel sort of like it's being shaken all the time and you're not going to have that steadiness and groundedness to face what's in front of you um 
And I think that's why having that sense of self-love is just so important because it helps you navigate the world from a better place. That's so true. That's so true. And what do you feel helps foster self-love? Oh, so many things, so many things. Surrounding yourself with people who make you feel loved in all states of yourself, you know, not just the happy, joy, fun parts of you, but people that if you're having a rough day, you can just sit there and you can either cry or you can just say nothing and they don't love you any less for it. I think that is so important, that sense of belonging. Um, as much as like, you know, self-love stems from the self, like we also do rely on people around us. So having that community and it can only, it could be one person, it could be two people in your life. It doesn't have to be a full group, but having someone there who reminds you of your worth in this world, I think just by loving you is really important. Taking care of yourself, like you said earlier, with exercise, eating well, I think they all play into it as well. If you're caring from your body from the outside, it's going to love you from the inside as well. I think we can often neglect how nutrition and food impact our mental well-being. And you studying psychology, I'm sure you're learning a bit about that as well, that it's not just mm-hmm. the thoughts in our head, but it's it's what we feed ourselves through, you know, visual cues, through what we're hearing, through what we're eating. It's, it's all a part of who we are. So I think nurturing as many environments around us as we can um, is super important. What else? Gosh, there's so many, there's so many facets of what makes up self-love. But yeah, I just think to myself, if I can, if I can feed myself, if I can move my body, if I can do a spiritual practice, so whether that's counting my blessings in the morning or doing a bit of yoga and just breathing through it, or sometimes I just like lighting incense and walking around my house, just welcoming good energy. Those little things, they all help me feel protected and grounded, which I think sets you up for being able to, yeah, to go through the day feeling connected to yourself and the parts of you that make you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. That's a massive thing. It's, I think as well, it's like your environment influences like your internal state and your internal state can like influence, I guess, around. Like if you're, yeah, you know, like say if you've done like the aromatherapy in your house and you're feeling strong and good within, like you're more resilient and then you can face what's outside a lot easier. And I think environment is really important. As, as important it is to be able to like be strong within yourself and like have that the environment still is a massive thing. Like what, yeah, as you were saying, like what you visually and auditorially, what what you (laughs) feed yourself, what you um, feed yourself like through ears and everything is so important. And yes, you can learn to be self-sufficient, but it's also the people around you are going to influence you. So having a good community, being in a nice area, having a nice job, like they make a massive difference, I think, to your own well-being. And then I guess in turn, it makes you internally stronger and internally happier and then that yeah. gets reflected back into the world. Like it's like, a, I guess, a, a feedback loop. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and another thing you touched on just then as well is like your job, like having purpose in your day I think is so important. Like if you're working a job that you do not care about in the slightest, you're just going there for the money. Like I'm an advocate for do something that feeds your soul, not your pocket. Um, mm. So doing something, for, and it doesn't have to be for money. It can be a hobby. I think sometimes in this, you know, be a boss woman like this society where we've been pushed to be like a boss woman to be busy to be on the hustle I think we forget that sometimes a hobby can just be out of enjoyment we don't have to turn everything into a side hustle into a job into a monetary making thing like I think having a hobby having something you do just for yourself is so important and it gives you purpose in your day 
And I think that is also a huge part of self-love. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes monetizing a hobby can ruin it. If you can find that balance, mm. and that's awesome. But not everything should be monetized and, like, made that way. I think, like, I've got plenty of sad little hobbies I could never imagine taking anywhere. Like, I don't want to because it's just so peaceful and relaxing and fun where it's at. And you learn so much through your hobbies. Like, you learn about play and curiosity and it just it just makes you feel good. Like, not everything should be made into work or money. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's so important to have fun. And I think it's so easy to be like, no, I've got to hustle. I've got to be productive. I've got to be making something with my life that we forget about the small things, the small joys of play and fun and hobbies. Yeah, rest and, um, rest and enjoyment are productive too. Yeah. It's like a day, a day enjoyed is never a day wasted. I can't remember. Yeah, no, I've heard that one. Um, a day enjoyed is never a day wasted. I think that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I love that. It's like, yeah, maybe I didn't achieve anything in that in that day and it wasn't filled with some, like, you know, work-related hustle or anything, but it's like when you look back on life, you're enjoying it. Like that's, I guess that's why you do what you do because you want to enjoy your day. You can find enjoyment within the small things. I think that's really beautiful. I think so too. And sometimes we can get so caught up. Like if you're, in, if you're deep in your healing and personal development journey, I think we can take ourselves so seriously and, I try to nitpick everything and find meaning and growth, yeah. and, you know, and I think sometimes taking a step away from that and just enjoying yourself, having fun, being stupid, like sometimes that's actually where massive growth happens, just being present in the moment and not analyzing everything. So having that enjoyment is so, so important as well. Yeah, and I think that's like where the living comes in because I'm, I'm the same. I'm kind of like really deep into that person development, self-growth, self-discovery and sometimes I can get a little caught up being a bit almost, I guess, too sensible for my age or like hustling yeah. in that sense. And then, yeah, or like even consciously trying to do habits and all that kind of jazz. It's nice to just take it a pause every now and then and just live fully like in that moment and just yeah. like just be. I think that is such a powerful state to be in and I'm yeah, very grateful of all the habits I have formed from learning about that, all the discoveries I've had for myself, but you don't always need to be analysing and thinking and consciously trying to make choices. I think there's something really beautiful in just allowing and being and living. Absolutely. That's when like the beauty of the essence of who you are will shine through as well when you're not thinking about it, when you're just present in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that yeah, I guess a little reminder for people if you are kind of hustling or getting stressed for work or, or trying to figure out what it is. I think there is, yeah, beauty in the small things in the times where you're not actively working on yourself, where you're just being. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another, um, actually, I just thought of another little <laughs> self-love tip. Something that I've also been learning recently has been stating your boundaries and how important mm. that is for strengthening your sense of self. Um, I think... I'm going to make a very generalized statement because I'm sure that, you know, men and non-binary and, you know, people are going to feel that as well. But especially as a woman, I think that sometimes we don't use the power of our voice. We're a bit fearful to sometimes speak up in the way that potentially a man does. And don't get me wrong, there are some, oh my goodness, powerful women who are so inspiring. But I think generally in society, women can we're very apologetic, you know. Um, mm. Someone can run into us on the street, you know, knock past us and we'll go, oh, sorry, even though that was not us who did that. 
um, yeah. while someone else you ran into us. And I think that is a way that we have like led our lives. And I've seen that in um, the dance community. I've seen my male roommates when they've wanted change, when they've wanted more, when they've wanted something, they've just said it. They're so open about it and unapologetic. And versus the females who are just kind of like, yeah, we'll just go with the flight. Oh, no, 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 it's no big deal. Do you know what I mean? That mindset of, oh, I don't, I don't want to cause a fuss. But I think whether it's in that sense of asking for something that you need or want or whether it's in a relationship or whether it's just saying to someone, look, I'm really sorry, I, I want to be here for you, but I don't have the capacity to be present with you right now, but let's find another time. Just being aware of your own energy and stating your needs and not being apologetic in doing so I think that is so important because every time you do that you're asserting your own worth and the value on your Mm. own time and I think that has been such a huge one for me because your silence won't save you at the end of the day to make change you have to speak up and that is absolutely huge in feeling strong in who you are at the end of the day yeah and it's so so freeing because you're living how you're meant to be living or feel like you should be living i I find that in like the work culture oh i'm so sorry i like i'm so sorry about this like nothing it was never even my fault but like i i just go to that default apology and that's kind of how i feel like if i've got a boss above me it's like i'm so sorry for whatever it is but really like it's just how we've been trained to be is like the customer's always right and like I'm not saying that I'm a customer, but I guess having, knowing where you stand is so important because you're not getting influences either. Like saying that in that um, example you used of like I'm I want to be here for you, but I just can't be present right now. Like that's so important to have that because you could so easily go along with the conversation and burn yourself out and and be pushing through. But yeah, it, it just leads to burnout, or it doesn't show that you know what you need. Yeah, absolutely. Like your time is so valuable and I think sometimes in my experience when I've done that and I've given myself when I potentially didn't actually have the capacity to do that, it's led to this shame spiral because I go, oh, I wasn't my best self when I was talking with them and I wish I could have been more help in that time but I didn't really, I wasn't in a place I could have done that and I should have just said nothing. That would have been more helpful in the moment but I tried when I didn't have the ability to and then you feel bad for that and then that leads to a cycle of oh you know I I shouldn't help and I shouldn't do this and you're just feeding that negative feedback loop whereas in that moment if you go actually no right now I can't let's do it another day when I'm more able to be there and then you're actually able to show up for them and you don't hold this like resentment either for yourself or you know sometimes our mind can hold resentment towards someone else for taking up space even though consciously we would never want to do that but our brain can do that because it goes, that was my time for me and I used it on you, even though it was your own choice. So I think by being honest with yourself about when you want something or what you need, it's just, it's so much healthier for yourself and for those around you. Yeah, absolutely. And as well, those shoulds, like that is such a hard thing, getting caught up in in shoulds, like I should be out doing that, I should be helping them, I should be working. And it's just a, a massive guilt trip. Yeah. I think I've been learning to let go of those shoulds because I yeah, definitely could see myself being a very productive person and it's like, well, I should be working harder. I should be making money from this. I should. And it's just like should isn't necessarily what I want. It's 
what I feel like society, what I feel like society wants me to do or what I feel like I should be doing, but it's not necessarily what I want to do. And I think tapping into where that comes from or, or challenging it has been really freeing because it's like, I should be going for a run or I should be doing this. It's like, well, no, my body needs a sleep in. So that's what I'm going to do. And I think that's a really powerful thing to recognize those shoulds in life. Absolutely. And I guess that links into comparison as well. Like comparison mm. is a killer of oh my god self-confidence and self-esteem when you are comparing yourself because, you know, you go, oh, I should look this way or I should be doing this or by this age I should have my life together. But at the end of the day, like they're all just conditioned, I don't know, conditioned responses, conditioned uh, ways of living because there are, no, there are no rules. I know we live in a society where, we think by the time we're 30, we should be settled down, we should have a house, we should start thinking about kids. But there is, you're under no obligation to live out a life that doesn't feel right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more, the more that I travel, the more I see that. It's like, I can't, like, yeah, it's just unreal of how you can make life. You can do it any way that you want to. You can be someone who lives by the beach you can be someone that um, likes to be indoors and does lots of work on the computer you can be someone who's an outdoor ed teacher like you can do anything there are like yes they've got this like societal norms but it's also this world is so massive filled with so many different places that you can choose how you want to live what hobbies you want to invest yourself in how you want to kind of spread that love and purpose it's like endless possibilities absolutely and that is so freeing isn't it like I love that feeling of mm. you, can, you can do anything and I know that we live in a world where you know we look out for one another and we're part of communities and we do rely on others and others rely on us but at the end of the day like we are a small little dot in all of existence like sometimes I find that a really freeing concept as well that you know you deciding to quit your job and doing something else like yeah your mum might be like oh you know, what are you doing with your life? But at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect, it doesn't affect anyone else's choices that you make for yourself in that respect. As long as you go through life being kind and considerate and caring of others, then I feel like any decision you make for yourself, like you can make it for exactly that for you, not for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And that's why like, I love hiking because it just puts life into perspective. It's like I don't need yeah. to get caught up in what my boss thinks about me working these shifts. It's like, you know what, this work isn't serving me right now, I'm going to quit or I'm going to, like, let them know that I'm ready to leave. Like, because it gives me that zoomed out perspective so I'm not getting caught up in the little things and I think that's the same, that whole, like, thinking of, you know, how tiny we are is that it allows you to look at life in, in the bigger picture and take those bold moves and not get so caught up in the small things. I think that's so important to do. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh. Yes, there's, oh, there's, yeah, it's incredible to see what you can do when you have, when you come from a place of, of love and self-love. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge believer in that, that if you do something from a place of love, like I just trust it'll work <laughs> and that yeah. might, might sound naive, but it's worked for me this far. So I really, I, anyone who is questioning themselves, like follow love and I just trust it'll work for you too. Oh, I really love that. Follow love. I think that's a beautiful way to end. Follow love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It's been, yeah, really, really incredible to tap into some of those concepts that a lot of us struggle with around 
kind of shame and doubt and self-esteem. And I think you've spread some really beautiful messages around loving yourself and knowing your worth and fostering an environment that supports that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I mean, I feel like self-love is something you could just talk about forever because there are so many things that you can, you know, bring into that conversation. But it's been an absolute blessing being able to give myself a little reminder this morning of those things as well. So thank you for having me on. You're more than welcome.